I'm Cassandra Healy and welcome to Behind the Pitch. Business has always looked really great and glamorous online, but I'm here to talk to you about everything that happens behind the business to make it a business. Join me and some of our amazing guests as we go through everything you need to know about what goes on Behind the Pitch. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Pitch. This week I am super excited to be joined by Tess Nguyen, the founder of Midnight Mischief, a luxury personalized pajama brand based here in Sydney. Tess shares with us her journey in business, the impact PR has had on her success and also opens up about one of her most pivotal moments which drives her why. I really hope you have the tissues ready and are And just ready to be inspired because in this episode, Tess really opens up to us and it's just, it's just amazing. So get ready, stay tuned, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks so much for jumping on. Just so the audience gets a little bit of an understanding of who you are, can you tell us about yourself and your business? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Cass. Um, So my name is Tess Nguyen and I am 25 years old. I was born and raised in the western suburbs of Sydney. Um, And I I guess I had a really normal childhood growing up. Um, I was I'm from a family of five children and I guess I was raised the typical conservative way in a Vietnamese (laughs) family and I ended up going to university and I studied a degree in physiotherapy, which I really loved and I met really amazing people um, during that degree and I really loved my career as a physiotherapist as well. I learned so much through it, uh, but then I quickly learned that it wasn't my true passion and I didn't really like the lifestyle that it led to. So I, I guess I always loved fashion growing up, but I never really pursued it because no one around me had that career path. Everybody was going through like university or they opened up like a small business just because I grew up in, I guess, a small area where <laughs> it was just like a small Vietnamese community. I'm pretty sure you're the same. Yeah. Where, <laughs> you know, you're just surrounded by the same people and you don't really know your options when you're that young. Um, but then I guess as I grew up, when I was growing up, like that was when the internet was, I guess, booming as well. Like mm. YouTube was starting. Um, that's the time of the content creators as well. And I guess I always want to have like an online store. So even when I was growing up, I was selling like my clothes on like Tumblr. If you remember Tumblr. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. That's a Um, word that you don't hear anymore. Like Tumblr. (laughs) Jesus. Talk about like, it's like MySpace (laughs) and Bebo. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, Tumblr. Like who goes on that anymore? Um, And then I was selling my clothes at eBay and I just like found a thrill out of it because I guess coming from a disadvantaged area, like we didn't, Oh, well, I didn't grow up with pocket money, for example, mm. um, whereas I know a lot, of, a lot of people did. So I had to like find ways to make my own money. Um, and that was like the way that I could because my parents like, because I wasn't allowed to go out to go yeah. these like young girl, like wasn't allowed to go out, but I was allowed to be on the internet. So I just learned a lot of things on there when I was younger. Um, but I guess how I got into my business was quite random um, in that, I was actually scrolling through Gumtree one night. I was fully immersed in my physiotherapy career 
And I was looking at clinics, actually. I was like, okay, I'm in my first year of you, like first year out, actually. Yeah, I was in my first year out um, working and I was like, I'm going to be an Olympic physiotherapist. I'm going to be a sports therapist, like physiotherapist. Um, I was working seven days a week and I was Jesus. really, really obsessed, obsessed with the career part. Yeah. And so the natural progression is to own a clinic um, of your own because yeah, if you think about it, like you have your physio and then you're really capped at your salary. And yeah. then like to move beyond that, you have to own a clinic. And so I was looking at a clinic, like looking through all the clinics in Sydney, like, oh, okay, this is how much I have to say one day to own one. And then I just remember like randomly the ad for like Midnight Mission popped up and it just had, I don't know, like business for sale, a picture of like a nice, like a nice, um, model in pajamas and I was like oh interesting and I just clicked on it um not thinking much of it but I was just yeah. like wow personalized pajamas it just looks really nice and like new maybe I was very behind <laughs> um but I've never seen something like it so I was yeah. like personalized pajamas if I haven't seen it and I feel like I'm quite trendy with the gifting trends yeah. <laughs> um and I don't know I just had like this gut feeling that it looked like a good idea so yeah. I just like quickly inquired about it and didn't think much of it. Um, and then the owner at the time messaged back and then we went back and forth for about an entire month because I just was unsure whether I should purchase the business because I had no business experience. Um, it was an investment. It was a totally different career path. Yeah. But then in the end, I just bit the bullet and I went for it. And <laughs> I purchased oh the God. business not knowing how to run a business or anything like that. <laughs> no way. Oh my God. Okay. I didn't know this. So like, wow. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. where did you come across the business? Was it like on Facebook marketplace or something like that? Um, so it was Gumtree. Like I was a major fan of Gumtree because I guess I was a, like a poor first, year, <laughs> poor first year grad. And I was like, I always looked at the free section Yeah. Um, because you had to find ways to like save money. Cause I was like, I was on like a minimum wage in my first year as a physio. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you're savvy. Like all I can say <laughs> is like, is you're super savvy. It's almost like you had that entrepreneurship grit inside of you. Yeah. I guess it comes from my upbringing. My, yeah. My parents, because they had to be so resourceful, um, mm. having five kids and they also worked on like minimum wage. So yeah. they just had to find like little ways to save money or like, repurpose things and I think you've seen that on my story where my mum always so makes cute. things out of like makes things out of other things and <laughs> I think <laughs> you just learn to grow up doing that so you bought the business mm-hmm. the biggest thing that like I heard though was like you trusted like you had your, your gut feeling like you had a really great gut feeling and you were just like I need to just like go through this I need to just pursue it and inquire yeah. and talk to the owner I feel like a lot of people in business tend to ignore the gut feeling. Was that something mm-hmm. that you always did or was that something that, you know, it was just an experience you had in the time and you were kind of like, all right, let's just follow this through. Mm, I feel like I did grow up having an intuition, but a lot of times I suppressed it. So for example, like the fashion, like I loved reading fashion magazines. I loved makeup, but I never, really followed that gut intuition of my personality but I feel like that one that instance of when I found it and I I just knew my gut like I had a really strong feeling like this would work out 
Mm. And I, I don't know. I didn't know where it came from. Like I just had to. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Just this knowing that it was a good idea, even though I had no idea about the industry, like the predominant industry at the time. Yeah. Um, and I guess going through that process of that one month process, I was getting feedback from like my friends who like my friends who had parents who owned businesses and I also seeked out advice from like a commercial accountant and they all said the same thing they all said like no you don't know what you're doing um this is a really bad idea yeah (gasps) so like uh if you they were like oh you know if you fail then like I still remember one of my friends saying like you know if you fail it's just a learning lesson for all of us that um we should have advised you not to go ahead and really push for it and another the commercial accountant, he was like, how old are you? I was like, ah, 22. And he's like, have you ever run a business before? And I said, no. And he's like, what if Peter Alexander does personalization? You're out of business. What if a customer just goes to the embroidery shop? You're out of a business. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I left that meeting feeling really deflated. But I think like people saying no, it just made me want to do it even more (laughs) stubbornness I like it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so everybody was telling me no but still in my gut like I felt it was the right decision at the time so I just went ahead with it and I had the just the mindset that even if it fails like who really cares like honestly yeah (laughs) like the biggest thing that even I've learned like I'm reading the courage to be disliked and literally that's like there's this whole chapter where it's literally based all around that like Oh. Who cares if you fail? At the end of the day, no one's really going to give a crap. Only you will. So that's exactly. a really big thing. Okay. So you did it out, like you did it anyway without people basically encouraging you to, in, encouraging you to do it. High risk. What mm-hmm. was it like when you took over? You still did it anyway. What was, what was the first few months like? And how did the growth um, when did the growth start to happen? Mm-hmm. So the first few months, I, I, I guess I got into the business in a way that benefited me. And I guess I only bought the business because I knew that was the only way that I would fully commit to it. Whereas in the past, I've tried like little projects and then I was just like, no, because you're not investing a lot of money and time into it when you're like starting on your own but I know that 
looking back, like now I can start things on my own, but I didn't have the confidence yet. So I thought, you know, if I invested a lot more into it, like I guess that's just my personality and how I work, that if I've invested a lot of money into it, then I have to make it work. Yeah. Um, so I actually wrote out a co- like a clause in the contract where the previous owner mentored me for six weeks to get my foot um I guess to get the business up and running for me to not actually have a clean slate. Like I use that to help me understand how the business works a little bit more. Yeah. Um, because she had, a, she was mainly in marketing. So I learned a lot through her about the marketing side and it was really, really interesting. Amazing. Um, yeah. And then I guess after that, I was just left on my own. And honestly, like I didn't know anything about paid, like digital marketing. I just grew everything organically. And mm. for organic growth, it was, uh, this was at the end of 2018. So influ- influencer marketing was still quite new in Australia, I feel like. Yeah. Like it was established, but people were still charging like low rates and people uh-huh. were still accepting like free gifts. Um, and I guess yeah. I was learning. <laughs> Something they don't do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just learned a lot through the internet. So like High Smile, for example, like I just was obsessed over like what, how they grew their business. And they just said, let's give people for free. And I was like, okay. And I did that and it worked for my brand. Um, because I realized that on Instagram, not many people had personalized pajamas and the other pajama brands weren't doing that yet. Yeah. Um, so organic growth was slow, but it was until I stumbled upon, um, like paid marketing. So (laughs) really dumb at the time as well. Like some, you know how people just come to you and they pitch like their services Yep. Um, like, oh, do you want to do paid ads? I'll run your account and I'll like yeah, <laughs> for free. I get you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was, like the first person that did that to me, I was like, yes, okay, cool. Oh, no <laughs> way. Naive. I was really naive. And he, like looking back now, like that was so stupid because he could have taken over my account. Like he could have <laughs> like ran my, like, yeah, taken over my business. But I don't know, I just like, I'm just someone that easily trusts people. <laughs> so he did that. And it was the first time I understood like Facebook, um, Facebook ads. Amazing. So it was right. just by, by chance that I knew how Facebook ads worked. But if I never give it, if I had never given my account to that guy, I would have still been doing organic yeah. <laughs> I think, for oh a very God. long time. No yeah. way. God. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So, okay, so that's how like naive I was. <laughs> that's amazing. All right. Hey, you're a trusting person. That's great. Maybe that stems back down to your intuition. You're like, yeah, I have to do this. So how did that go? How did that experience go? Um, so looking back, like he taught me a lot of things um, for free. Um, so it was really nice. But then when he gave me like his retainer fee, which is quite low for what he was tra- like, for the services now, so he, he said like a thousand dollars per month, and I run your ads, and I was like, I can't even afford that, so I had to say no. But then I just learned how to do it myself, yeah, um, because I had the time, and the business was getting some traction, but it wasn't really going anywhere. So it was really slow for the first like six months. Mm. But then again, um, I got introduced to PR, yes. so I was doing a. Um, I was contributing to a charity event with Pink Hope and then Jessie from Hive HQ at the time was helping run that event. And then she just said to me like, I'd really love to do PR with you. And I was like, um, 
I don't know what PR is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like that's 99% of business owners. <laughs> yeah. And I was like brand new. I didn't know much about like influencers and marketing and events. And she was like, no, like your product, like your product is perfect. And I was like, really? Like I just started. I don't think I'm ready for it because uh, at the time I was still working full time as a physio doing this on the side. So obviously I had that like imposter syndrome because I was still brand new to everything. Yeah. Um, and she was like, no, I, I believe in your product. Like it can do so well. And then I was like, okay, I'll find a way to get paid more to pay you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I just said, yes, like now for me, I guess how I work is if I, I'm open to trying new things and if it doesn't work, then I'll just, just like cancel it after or yeah. say no after, but you don't know until you try. And then I guess after working with Jesse as well, that was the first time like my products were in the hands of, I guess, well-known um, media and personalities and they really liked the products. So I thought, yeah. Oh wow. They really liked it. <laughs> which gave me confidence because I guess I didn't get that feedback from my peers or yeah. my peers were in physiotherapy. So they're not, they're not part of the fashion world. They've, they don't really have the expertise or they just don't have the interest, like the same interest as the fashion world. So they weren't interested yeah. in pajamas at all. Yeah. It's probably yeah. like one of those things that they just chuck on at the end of the day and that's it. It's a sleeping material and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah. how, how long did you do PR for and how, because I don't, so it's funnily enough, like I own a PR agency, I'm a publicist, but I don't really talk to anybody about PR. So let's talk about your PR experience with Midnight Mischief. Mm -hmm. So you, how long did you do it? And then how much of a contributing factor did it, um, did it have on the success that you've had with the company? Mm -hmm. Um, So I started with PR around, I think mid 2019. Um, So keep in mind that 2020, um, COVID happened. So mm. mid 2019, that's when my business started to take off in the media and people started to get more interest in it because we were seeding it to, um, like I said, like influencers and yeah. um, well-known personalities. So people were starting to hear about Midnight Mischief through social media. Um, and then we had a really good, I guess, Christmas because of that. Um, I think the, I guess, personalities who were, hot at the time were like Abby Chatfield. Yes. Um, yeah, like in 2019. So a lot of those women on reality TV were wearing my pajamas. And so we had a really good Christmas. And then I guess right place, right time, a few months later in April, 2020, um, that's when COVID hit. Yeah. And so every, that was the time everybody was online because everybody was really scared about the news and just really unsure about what was happening with the world. So everybody was like, that was probably the first time everybody was reading the news on the daily. Yeah. Um, so, um, here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some States. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rebecca from news.com. She asked Jessie, um, because she does all the lifestyle news articles, she asked Jessie about my brand because she was aware she she loved my pajamas and she asked about like has midnight mischief seen an increase like in her sales or in her traffic and then i gave her the stats because i did see an increase yeah. uh, fortunately and from there um i feel like when also oh, rebecca did post an article about my brand alongside with two other brands um stickwear brands and yeah, I had a really great day in sales that day, which Amazing. I think, uh, yeah, after that, I feel like that just, like my business has just been growing since there um, exponentially. Oh, yeah. that's so good. The power of PR, guys. Like, let me just say, <laughs> it works. It's done right. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. I guess from that news article as well, like I didn't know who was reading it, um, but a lot of like, well-known personalities and celebrities were purchasing my pajamas from that news.com article, which was really surprising. They're like, yeah, I found you through that article. And I, I was just like, wow, like I had no idea. Like you just don't know who's watching or observing. Yep. That's the thing. (laughs) Like when I always tell my clients, no matter how big or how small the media outlet is, you never know who's reading on the other side and who's going to want to connect with your brand and your business Mm -hmm. because all it takes is for them to really connect and really love what you're doing or the product you're selling. And it can open up so many crazy doors. Yeah, exactly. So you just, you just have to be there. Well, that's, that's my philosophy. You just have to do it. There's yeah. no right time. 100%. Especially for PR. The time is always going to pass. Yeah. Oh, well, especially with the media cycle, <laughs> let me tell you now. <laughs> so we've learned so much about you, the business, the growth that you've had with the business, which is absolutely amazing. COVID has in a way also benefited your business, um, which is even more amazing. What now, and and I'm going to take this just a little bit more personally because you and I have had some incredible chats, um, especially on Instagram because lockdown doesn't (laughs) allow anything else. Um, We've had some really amazing chats about like self development and personal development. And I I gather you're a little bit like me where you're a little bit of a personal development junkie. What, (laughs) what led you into that path of always of like, personal development and some of your pivotal moments that have helped you grow or made a large impact on your life? I think we have, well, looking back, I have a few key moments throughout my life. Um, so firstly, I was raised as a Buddhist and I went to temple every Sunday. Um, and that was, that was, I guess, um, my my dad was very religious and he felt as though we needed that growing up in Australia. Mm. Um, I guess it was his way of finding, like of integrating his culture 
and his way of life into us as well because I guess that whole generational thing of, of like your parents like being raised in another country and then having your kids here like they don't understand like there's that disconnect yeah hundred because you're being raised you're being raised a different way um but you know if we went to temple every Sunday you kept us grounded and um we were raised with good values so I guess I was always raised with like the philosophies of Buddhism so I understood early like the way you talk to people um karma um you know uh like Einstein every cause like every action creates an equal and opposite reaction um so I understood that quite early on and being like a happy positive person like sharing your knowledge like all those really good juicy values were ingrained um, into me when I was like very very young um but I guess like as you when you're young you don't really understand it deeply because you don't have enough life experience for it to play out um but I always felt like I needed to be a good Buddhist (laughs) so I tried to grow up as a good Buddhist um, because they say, you know, you reincarnate into like a God later on or, yeah. um, into another person. So you're like, Oh no, I don't want to like go to hell. So, um, <laughs> you try to, <laughs> it's just beautiful. Um, and it's so beautiful. Yeah. The Buddhist tradition and beliefs are incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I know that the one pivotal experience was when my parents took me to Vietnam for one entire month. I just went with my parents and, I just learned the way of life because I guess when you go to a holiday for a few days or a week, you don't really immerse yourself into the mm-hmm. culture. But if you live overseas, then you really get to know the people. Um, I'm not too sure if you lived overseas before. Yeah, but yeah. you understand. Wait, I, like a totally different experience. Uh, look, I live in a loud ethnic household as well. <laughs> Honestly, it's like I'm there all the time. So I feel, I feel. <laughs> Yeah. So that was like the first time, like, oh yeah, I lived in Vietnam, like my parents' village um, Mm -hmm. for an entire month. So I really experienced what it was. I guess I had an insight of how they lived growing up. So I was, you could probably just picture as like, you know, that posh, no, I wasn't posh, but like, you know, that posh, like sheltered girl, like going to a impoverished country being like oh my god like why you yeah like why are you squatting in the toilet like (laughs) um, yeah so I guess it was that kind of like culture clash where at like in Sydney um growing up like on the weekends I would watch tv whereas in Vietnam I would be like running on like the roofs of houses or like going to the beach running like playing with stray dogs and like catching like you know yeah that would have been such an eye-opener like a what do they say it's almost like a cultural slap in the face or something like that Mm -hmm. yeah a cultural slap in the face and I and that was like the first time understanding what my life and my childhood would have been like if my parents stayed in Vietnam so like I had cousins that I was playing with my cousins who were the same age as me and they obviously weren't aware of like the outside world and they didn't have access to like a proper TV. Um, they were still like using a squatting toilet and like we showered when we, after we showered after the beach, we would shower like, like with a water, um, water and bucket, like. No way. Shower in front of my grandma's house. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So it's like quite backwards um, there and yeah, I, I just really understood how poor my parents grew up and I just started to appreciate the life I had in Australia 
And that was the first time that I, I guess, understood death as well, because back in Australia, I, did, I had immediate family, but everybody was young. But in that village, when I was there, it was only like a month, but four, like three or four people died within that time. Oh my God. I <laughs> would have been so yeah. confronting. Yeah. So, but I guess like in Vietnam as well, they really, like they celebrate death. It's, it's obviously a bad thing, but they really celebrate the life. And I just remember like at nighttime, like someone passed away and like the whole village knows, like they ring, um, they ring bells and they, everybody like asks each other, like, do you want to see him? Like, do you want to see him? He just died. And I'm just like, what is happening? And yeah, that was like the first time like, I had experience, like my first experience with death and I was like 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like learned so much from that trip. And I just remember coming home and making a promise to myself, like, okay, I have this life in Australia and I'm so privileged and blessed and so grateful for op- all the opportunities I have. Like I'm going to make the most of it mm. um, because my, f- <laughs> I'm getting emotional, but because my family can't in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take a second. It's all right. <laughs> but, but yeah, I just, and I think that's why I work so hard now because I get, I am blessed with all the opportunities and my, my family aren't. Yeah. Um, just because of where they were born. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very confronting. Like when you go from living such a, we're very privileged in Australia, especially with everything that's going on right now, like in our world, you can definitely see the comparisons between how privileged we are compared to other countries, you know, even like, you know, Lebanon who's being bombed every second week or Greece bombed like, you know, and I don't, when you're young and you don't even understand the world outside of, you know, your routine or even like what's happening, you know, three suburbs up the road to go and witness something like that at such a young age is something that, changes your life, changes you for the rest of your life. But I think the beauty with everything that you've said is it's given you your purpose. Yeah. It's almost like you found your purpose at such a young age. And that's truly like such a blessing because I know 50 year olds who are like super successful, have everything and they don't even understand what their purpose is anymore or why they do Mm -hmm. what they do or do what they do. So to be able to have that at such a young age is, is a, in a, a blessing in itself if you really think about it yeah definitely incredible yeah. And, you know like I, it, it keeps you grounded especially in business because you've had quite a lot of success and milestones within your business as well like it allows you to always stem back down to being humble and I've met a lot of people and I've interviewed a lot of people and I think especially in the communities that we are also in Mm-hmm. humbleness is a rarity when you're in business and you have that yeah. 100%. Like you are so humble and you're sound down, so down to earth that you don't allow, like you allow your, you, you, you know, you're confident within your success and everything like that, but you, you're, you're so kind and gentle. And I guess that does come stemming, stems back down to the way you were born, but it's incredible, especially somebody who's so young, like 25, like most 25 year olds yeah. who have had the success that you have had have probably been going out there and like going, 
guys, I got my new Chanel bag. Like I've got this, I've got that, <laughs> posting it everywhere. But you're just so real and authentic. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I connected with, why I connect with you as well, is that you're just so real, completely real oh, and down thank to you earth. So much. Um, yeah. It's, it's amazing, especially with what you've just said, like, it, like, I think like anyone that's going to be listening to this is going to be sitting there and observing. Well, I hope they do. They sit there and they observe what observe what they have in their life right now, especially with what we're mm-hmm. going through in this current climate. Okay. So one last question. I ask this to everybody who comes on the podcast and it's amazing what kind of responses that I get from everybody. Cause everybody is so different. Yeah. What is for anybody that's, you know, in business right now or is looking at starting a business, what is one piece of advice that you have for them that they might need to hear today? Oh, um, I think one, maybe because I'm going through it right now, but it's the value of self care and self worth. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that stems into everything else in your life without that belief in yourself and without the confidence and without, um, the knowing that you are worth something, you won't do anything. So I feel like it's a root cause of things like procrastination and things like why you don't take risk or why you don't put yourself out there. It's just that if you don't have, if you're like an empty shell, you're not going to create the impact that you want whereas if you are a full like you're a full cup you're like overflowing people are going to feed off your like infectious energy your positivity and you can impact all the I guess buckets in your life um positively and at full capacity whereas like yeah like I said if you're that empty show you can't really do anything at 100 percent I love that yeah. <laughs> oh, I really love that. Say everybody says something different and that is really, that's really great advice. Really great advice. Like completely great. Well, thank you so much for jump coming on and um, sharing your wisdom, your story and your advice. I, if anybody wants to connect with you, learn more about you, buy some pajamas, where would they be able to find you? <laughs> um, so you can find my pajamas on www.midnightmischief.com.au. Slowly, we're going to transform into a .com. Um, <laughs> our socials is at Midnight Mischief Sleepwear. And you can follow me on Instagram at TessNewen underscore. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, guys. Make sure you go buy some pajamas, support where you can. And thank you so much for joining us. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on Behind the Pitch. Don't forget to rate, subscribe and like and follow us on all of our social media platforms for more. We'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.